Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. I'm your boy Buzz, and I'm joined by my dude, Johnny Nani, who's in Kentucky right now in a hotel room. It looks like a very nice hotel room, too. And we are here to celebrate a 9-7 victory over the Seattle Mariners in Seattle. Nani, offensive explosion last night. Hey, 15 but, hits for the Sox, man. Yes, uh, I mean, just unbelievable. You know, Yohan Mankata, just a home run short of the cycle. Almost had it in that ninth inning uh, when he went oppo to the track. So uh, you said it best, offensive explosion. You got a home run from Eloy. Uh, you got another multi-hit game from Timmy. I love it. We're back on talking about a multi-hit game uh, when it's you and me, Buzz. I feel like that happens a lot. Um, you know, e- Eloy, two for four. Mancata three for five. Uh, Larry Garcia, two for five. Uh, Jose Abreu with a home run uh, to get the scoring opened here. You said it best, offensive explosion. It was It was a pleasing game to watch from start to finish besides <laughs> besides Dylan Covey. Okay. Like other than that, it was awesome. So I'm about done with the Dylan Covey thing now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to give him the shot. He's a younger guy. You know, I want to give him the shots and stuff later in the season, see if he can rebound. That obviously didn't happen. He went three and two thirds, let up seven hits and five earned runs. So not great, Bob. No, yeah, not not great. You, you said it best. I, I'm over it too. I feel like everybody has been. Even I think uh, he get his last shot really to establish himself. I think was his first start after the All Star break. If you remember that Saturday game against the A's, where he came out and just got absolutely shelled. Didn't even make it through one. Uh, had to throw Ross Detweiler in after that out of the bullpen. So, um, yeah, it, it's unfortunate because I, I do feel bad for the guy. Um, I actually have a little bit of my one of my buddies from school uh, who I went to high school with and then to Illinois with. Um, he had known Covey from his time that uh, he had rehabbed with him in Arizona. So uh, I, I want to see the guy do well, but, uh, man, it's just not happening against major league teams. Uh you had said the line there uh, it speaks for itself. That's usually what a Dylan Covey line looks like. So um, uh, unfortunately for him, uh, it's probably going to be the end of the line. And hopefully we have some other guys to uh, fill that void next year. And we're not having a you know spot start fifth guy like a Covey, Detweiler, uh, Santana, <laughs> Despagne, whatever you want to call it. Uh, they, they've all just been thrown into that uh, fifth spot in the rotation there. So uh, unfortunately for Dylan Covey, uh, looking like the end of the line maybe gets one or yeah, probably one or two more towards the end of the season here. Um, but uh, hopefully next year we're filling that in with someone else. Uh, you, you'd mentioned uh, pleasing from start to finish. I think got a little uneasy eighth inning. Uh, Aaron Bummer walking a couple, and then uh, Alex Calme came in. And I talked to you about this right before we came on, man. Uh, in that eighth inning, you know, Daniel Vogelbach, he, he's even bigger than like a Kyle Schwarber type. Like, uh, the body type, he reminds me of Kyle Schwarber, but he's even bigger. He, you know, he's got a little more you know gut to him. He's got a little more muscle to him. And, of course, what does he do when they shift him big to the right? <laughs> Hits one down the left field line uh, <laughs> to the corner. Uh, that, that clears the bases. And that, so that made it, like I said, a little uneasy. Uh, that made the score 8-7 to seven at the time. But luckily, uh, Eloy Jimenez in the ninth inning giving us that little insurance run uh, on a uh, opposite field home run, man. Uh, on Eloy's home run, it, it looks so easy when he just pokes it out to right field, Buzz. It's like an, I don't want to say effortless swing, because, you know, I, I feel like that sounds ignorant, <laughs> you know, but, yeah. like, it, it, it looked like that. I mean, he, he just put the bat out there, and then I just saw the ball go oppo, and I'm like, all right, well, very, very good. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I, I, lo- I love it. <laughs> you know, it's just that power. 
Yeah, I, you know, it's interesting that you say that because I, I don't like to use that because, of course, they're putting in effort when they're up at the plate. They're always trying to, you know, do a job when wherever they're hitting it, whether it's just trying to get a, you know, ground ball or a single opposite field or they're trying to hit the ball out of the ballpark. Uh, but it seriously does. It, it looks like Eloy just kind of, you know, touches the bat out there and then it's gone uh, before you even know it. Um, so, I mean, th- that was excellent to see. Uh, also gave me, you know, a little bit, uh, breathe a little easier uh, going into that ninth inning. I, I didn't have doubts that Kalme uh, would be able to lock it down. So, like I said, those were uh, Bummer's runs. Uh, they were his walks that had gotten on. And then Kalme, excuse me, let up that hit to uh, uh, Vogelbach. In the ninth inning, of course, you know, I was hoping that I was kind of going on a little tirade yesterday on Twitter um, saying, you know, all the people that uh, they like to say that Alex Colomay is overrated and all this and yada, yada. And they probably the same crowd that says, oh, well, they should have kept Omar Narvaez because he's so, you know, efficient at the plate and whatever. Um, I wanted to see Colomay just K up Narvaez in that ninth inning buzz. Uh, but unfortunately, Narvaez do- did what Narvaez does and went opposite field for a single. But that was the only uh, damage that, and that wasn't even damage in that ninth inning because the runs didn't come across. Kalame was able to lock it down after that. So, um, yeah, it, it, overall, definitely pleasing outside of the Kobe start and that little hiccup in the eighth inning. But uh, offense, man, you can't complain about it. Adam Engel had a home run again, too. Right. His swings looked a lot better recently. Um, I don't know if he's just making adjustments on the fly here with the major league roster. I, I'm not sure, but his swings looked a lot better recently. And just to touch on what you said about Colome, I, I have to agree with you, man. Like, see, there's one thing here that I just want to point out to everybody that listens to this. And I'm very appreciative of everybody that listens to this and interacts with us. But I feel like there's some people that get irritated at us sometimes when we we're not high on, like, you know, uh, when we're, I don't know how to say this. Like when we're talking about Yolmer Sanchez, how we don't want him in the future plans or that, or that at least it's players that don't belong in, in the future plans, at least in my mind. Right. Yeah, that don't make sense contractually or just from talent-wise. Right. Yeah. How could you say that about Colome though? I don't understand. Like, we give credit. That guy is 27 for 28 on save opportunities this in year. The, in, I, a big shout-out to former guest Sox Unprotected, who uh, pointed out the one game that was not saved, they ended up still winning that thing. Like, you know? Like, I, I, I don't understand the logic or, or why people don't, like Colome is like, yeah, you could have used him as a trade piece maybe by the deadline, right? We had talked about that on other socks on taps. I mean, we have. But if you didn't think the return that was coming back was worth it, then why do it? Especially when he's performing at the level that he's been performing at all year. I don't understand the, why people don't like Colome, but I like Colome. I'm glad that, you know, when he comes in, yeah. I have confidence. Yeah. I, I do. It, Buzz, you know, the thing is, is uh, it, it's easy for people to, and I understand it because the stats are very easily accessible. I, I understand that Omar Narvaez's offensive numbers since June of last year with the White Sox have just been great. I get that. But the framing metrics, the defensive metrics, I can use your numbers against you as well. They're terrible. And you would be those same people that said we should have kept Narvaez would be complaining about his defensive metrics and how they hinder young pitchers. Um, so I just wanted to air that out because I see way too much of it. Um, you know, Alex Calme can go fly a kite, uh, you know, all of those type of comments. Well, Alex Calme closed the game for you last night, 27th of the year. White Sox win, man. Um, I am just happy about that. I like seeing results. And Alex Calme has delivered some results this season. I agree wholeheartedly with that. I, like I said, I just don't understand where the hate comes from. He's still young. He's under control. 
he's a you know a very valuable piece into your bullpen. Even if you if we do believe that we're going to compete in twenty twenty, don't you want him at the end of games closing him out? <laughs> I, exactly. I, I don't exactly. want to go find another guy. Try to go find another guy to do it for us. I know we're kind of getting off yeah. topic with the game, but I we have the guy to do it. So why do you want to go find another guy to do it? Exactly, and it's not like he's regressing. He's still like what I think Alex Calme is 31, 32 years old. He's not by any means on that downward regression yet. Um, he's still pitching some of his best innings of his career right now. So I I got a little bit heated about that, and of course you know that's sending us on a tangent here. But uh, I think it's relevant because it's the Mariners, the team that yeah, he's rated uh, thirty years you know. old, Donnie. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, Buzz, uh, I will enjoy the saves. The people that can be bitter and miserable about it, they can go ahead and, uh, you know, go and uh, fly look, look up. Uh, uh, yeah, they can go fly kite, but they, they can go <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they can go uh, just uh, salivate over Omar Narvaez's uh, fan graphs page, I guess. Uh, that If that's what gives them satisfaction, then sure, go for it. But um, I, I'm happy with the win here, man. Uh, Timmy in the lead for a, uh, let's get off the Alex Calme stuff. So we're, we're at, uh, I'm back on the offense here. Uh, Timmy is still in the lead for, uh, that batting title, man. Um, at three after last night's game, the two hit performance, he did strike out twice, but got five at bats. So two of the other ones were, uh, hits. So, uh, that's excellent to see. Um, White Sox three for eight with runners in scoring position. Hey, when you're hitting some home runs uh, and you get some bases clearing hits, you, you don't always need to do it with uh, runners in scoring position. So uh, there's a way to be opportunistic without, uh, you know, having those clutch hits, as we like to call them. They're, they're still clutch because they result in runs uh, in the home runs in that. But, uh, you, you know, I just wanted to point that out because uh, if they go over there, then this game we're probably having a much different tone, Buzz. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Tim Anderson's been playing, you know, out of his mind at the plate. Um, who's that? Oh, God, I always forget his name. Christopher Kamka, Kamka, right? Yeah. Yeah, he uh, he had, like, said that Timmy in, like, his last 64 at-bats had, like, 28 or something, 30, I don't know, something like that hits. I mean, he's multi-hit games in 10 to 12, something like that, and he's just been completely on fire. And just going through this lineup from last night's game, this is what we always like to say happens. You have a, you know, a good leadoff guy in Lurie Garcia who gets on base, right? And then here comes the heart of your order with Tim Anderson, Jose Abreu, Eloy Jimenez, Yoan Mankata. They all record RBIs last night, and Yoan with four RBIs. Like, that's the stuff that you like to see. And one guy I want to shout out real quick is my pick-to-click that I chose the other night with Tony, and Tony did tweet about it. Danny Mendick. I- I've liked him. I mean, yes. you know, he's... I know he's newer in the lineup, you know, he's not he's not established really yet, but I mean, damn, he every time he's got an opportunity, he's made the best of it. He records two hits last night and he he brings in a ribby too. Got an RBI. So, yeah. I like I like it. Yeah, in Danny Mendick there, um unfortunately got cu- cut down at second base, but there's that weird wall in Seattle that kind of, you know, ours the, at, at guaranteed rate field, the walls kind of go straight down the line, whereas they have the one that kind of comes in towards the line and then makes that foul ground smaller there. He had a, uh, what would have been an RBI double uh, at guaranteed rate field, but since we were at uh, you know Safeco, T-Mobile, whatever the hell it is out in Seattle, um, hits off that little side wall, uh, half wall. For t- you know, I'm a hockey guy, so I'll call it that. The half wall there, and then hops to the left fielder. But that was an RBI hit. Um, and then he, like I said, he got cut down at second base there. But um, good for Danny Mendick, man. You know, first home run uh, of his career on last Sunday. 
uh, RBI double tonight, two hit, or excuse me, last night, two hit performance. So um, good, good stuff from him, Danny Mandick, as you'd call him, Buzz. <laughs> Danny Mandick. Yep, he was throwing around the Mandick last night. That's for damn sure. That's for damn sure. Hell yeah. Um, I, I'm telling you, man, I, I like how that lineup was constructed as well. And I know we've had episodes where we've liked the lineup. We had a lot more episodes where we didn't like the lineup, but that's the lineup I really enjoyed last night. I, yeah. you know, um, Yohan Batten, uh, fifth, I mean, you know, whatever, but I mean, look what he did. I can't say shit, <laughs> you know, yeah. he had a great game. So <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So buzz one last thing I want to shout out in this game. I know, I know there's a lot of runs on the board, uh, nine for the white Sox, So it's easy to overlook this, but I want to give a huge shout out to Josh Osich, Josh mm-hmm. Ostrich, as Tony would call him and, uh, Evan Marshall in the middle of this game. Um, you, you talked about Dylan Covey only going three and two thirds, uh, getting touched up a decent amount, those five earned runs and seven hits, but Josh Osich spotless, uh, three strikeouts over two and a third, uh, gave up three hits, but no damage at all, uh, helping reduce that ERA now down to four, uh, seven, nine for him and Evan Marshall, a clean inning as well, uh, walked one, but it did not result in any, uh, damage. That's the kind of stuff you need in the middle of the game buzz. If your starter's only going to go half of a start. So I give start by committee on this one, uh, and the props go to Josh Osage and Evan Marshall. I agree with you wholeheartedly there. I mean, it, it's nice to see, like the la- even though Bummer got touched up a little bit there, but I mean, look look at the ERAs collectively. I mean, Osage has dropped his quite considerably. He's four seven nine now, and then you go into a two point nine three ERA for Marshall, two point four five for Bummer, and a two point four zero for Colome. I feel confident when that crew comes on the field. Yeah. You know, and, 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 you know, and takes the bump. So I, I kudos, man, because Osage picks up the win. He's now three, and zero on the year. So kudos to that. That's a, that's a good point that you threw out there. Yeah. I, I just, one more thing on it is for Josh Osage. Uh, just when I watched this guy, we had picked him up, he, the giants themselves, you know, the giants aren't any there. I know they were a little bit earlier in the season, kind of floating around a wild card spot, but the giants aren't like a world beaters and, and they let him go. And we picked them up in spring training. I'm like, Oh man, this is just going to be another, you know, fill in the blanks. Uh, name your names from the past years. Yeah. Mark Gomez, uh, Chris Fulstead. That's what like, seriously, what I was expecting from this guy. And he has been, a lot better, uh, very much ex- exceeded my expectation. Uh, and I think White Sox fan base in general, uh, I, I don't know about you, Buzz, what, what you had thought about him uh, prior to as you do now. But um, I, I just wanted to point that out because big shout out, man. Like you'd said, records the win here tonight. Uh, those two and a third were huge. You needed that to bridge the gap to get to your bullpen A squad, as I would call it at the end there. Yeah, no, I think Osich has done great. I think he's been a viable piece in, in our bullpen. And I'm I'm glad to have him aboard. You know he's he's been good. So yeah. But other than that, I don't really have anything else for this game besides that we picked up a dub and it was a nice one to see putting the runs on the board and you know our the heart of the uh, the heart of the team the core of the team perform performing very well. So I other than that I got nothing. Yeah, that's all I've got, Buzz. Uh, we can, we can move on to today's game since we are recording this on a Saturday morning. All right, so we have uh, 8-10 start central time here, Johnny. So uh, I will be able to be up for this one for sure Um, because it is Saturday and I got to sleep in a little bit. But uh, we have Dylan Cease on the bump for us, who's 3-7 with a 6.53 ERA, has struggled recently. Um, He does have 68 strikeouts on the year in 62 innings pitched, going up against King Felix, Felix Hernandez, who's 1-6 with a 6.96 ERA, 54 and one-thirds innings pitched this year. Uh, 47 strikeouts. 
they both let up 14 long balls this year. So, um, you know, Felix is obviously not who he was at one time. Uh, this White Sox offense needs to remain hot, and Dylan Cease needs to – it's a broken record here, Johnny. We need to have the first few innings not result in 60 pitches through two. You know, we need yeah. to – we need, he needs to get settled down. He needs to get, you know, control of his fastball. You know, use that change up a little bit, too, throughout this lineup. And just stay calm and stay the course. And I think the White Sox will be all right here. Yeah, uh, you talk about control, man. Uh, that game against the Angels, I believe that was last Sunday. Um, he was just walking guys left and right. Uh, the command was not there at all. So that's one huge thing that I'm going to be looking for uh, for Dylan Cease in the start. Uh, he went three and third in that last outing against Anaheim. Um, he did limit them to one run, but it was very, very sloppy. So uh, I'm looking for him to clean it up. And me and me and Tony have talked about it a couple of times. We're looking for that one start where Dylan Cease really puts it all together. Um and I really hope that it can be tonight, um, you know, a Saturday night game. Um, maybe raise your competition a little bit uh, against a guy like King Felix. Like you said, not the same guy that he once was, but it's a huge name still. Um, Absolutely. Uh, so Absolutely. I, I really hope that, you know, he's making it a point to, I want to go out and outduel this guy and show him that, you know, the new wave of uh, great pitchers are here and I can be one of those. So uh, that's what I'll be looking for um, from Dylan Cease tonight. And then I want the offense to just keep rolling buzz. I, I love runs. Runs are cool and tough. Uh, home runs are cool and tough. Um, I want to see those big guys do it again. Abreu, Mancata, Eloy, um, and my guy, Larry Garcia, get it going. Catalyst, top of the order. Uh, keep the run train rolling, man. Uh, you, you know, Eight wouldn't, or excuse me, seven wouldn't have been enough to win it last night. Um, I know we got that extra insurance run in that ninth from Eloy Jimenez. So if that's the way it's going to be, and this game does get to the bullpens and ends up uh, getting to a high-scoring affair, let's outscore them, man. Uh, I know it's great to be able to have lockdown pitchers that can limit the runs. Uh, that doesn't happen every game. That's baseball for you. Uh, weird stuff happens, obviously, last night. A little bit weird in the run-scoring department. So let's just continue to pile it on, man. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Keep this offense hot. I'd like to see. Uh, I hope that Ricky and them, or the you know coaching staff rides a hot hand here with with um, Danny Mendick. I hope he stays in the lineup. Um, I really want to see him out there again tonight. I just want to see get as many you know appearances in the field and at the plate as you can from him because I'd like to see what this kid can do um, even more so than we've seen already. So with that being said, Johnny, you want to get into our picks to click, and do you want to let everybody know where our picks to click are sponsored by? Yeah, absolutely. So picks to click are brought to you by secondcitypicks.com. Second City Picks is super easy. You can find them at secondcitypicks.com or on Twitter at Second City Picks. What you do is you go to that website that I just listed, uh, and they have a featured game every day, and you make predictions for it, whether that be total runs, uh, final score prediction, a little tiebreaker question, usually number of hits or number of pitches, something like that. Um, but all you do is if you predict it and when you get it right, uh, they send you an email uh, with a gift card for uh, Chicagoland Food Establishment Buzz. Uh, free food. It, it's super easy, simple to play, totally free. They don't spam you with crap. Um, I Unfortunately, I didn't know the wind was going to be blown out. 87 miles an hour at Wrigley yesterday. I was, you know, predicting the Pirates win. Uh, it, was, it was a Cubs game yesterday. Uh, so so that one kind of you know, blew the doors off for me. But, you know, that's all right. Because I can go and play again today uh, and they have a chance to win another uh, gift card today. So, yeah, uh, Second City Picks, Buzz, super simple. For sure. Going to Second City Picks is cool and tough. 
Absolutely. It, it, it's definitely cool and tough. So for mine tomorrow, Nani, my pick to click, or for today, I'm sorry. I'm so used to doing this right after the game. Um, yeah. So for today's pick to click, I'm going to have to go with, oh, man, I'm going to go James McCann because he's going to be on the uh, be behind the plate here for Cease. So I'm going to go James McCann today for picks to my pick to click. Yeah, nice. That, that's a good one. He's got 10 uh, at-bats against uh, King Felix in his career, so he's seen him a little bit, hitting 200 against him. Uh, I like that buzz. Let's see if he can raise that average tonight. I'd like to see that. Um, for me, I, I'm going to go, since you didn't take him, uh, you, usually when I'm on here, you, you're the one that's taking him. I'm going to go Timmy. Uh, let's ride the hot hand. Uh, keep that lead in the batting race because, you know, I, I think he's just got to pile on as much as he can. I don't trust him going, you know, an 0 for game because LeMahieu or Brantley will snatch that title from him very quickly uh, if that happens. So I'm going to roll Timmy, and he is hitting 400. Uh, in 10 career at-bats against King Felix. So, um, Tim Anderson, another multi-hit game. That's what we're talking about again tomorrow. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I'm. Oh, man, wouldn't it be so cool for him? I, and a lot of people have been saying, well, he's you know been bad in the field. He leads the league in errors. I understand all that, but let him have this. He improved after struggling last year at the plate. He improved his bat this year, right? Mm-hmm. I think that he can, you know, this offseason, we will see Timmy improve his fielding as well. I'm not going to give yeah. up on the kid yet. But one quick thing about that is, you know, I feel like the recency bias kind of plays into that. Because, yeah, sure, there are some, you know, root, seems like it should be routine plays that kind of get you aggravated about Timmy. But ever since his last real gaffe, I believe that was very early September, end of August, he's been fairly solid uh, in the field. So I feel like that's just kind of a recency thing. People want to find uh, things to be critical of and, and you know, understandable because right, want, so. short, shortstop is, you know, uh, a place where a lot of balls are hit um, in the infield. You do need to have a sound fundamentally uh, guy there, but you look at improvements from, uh, I believe 2017 to 2018 uh, made huge strides in the field. Now, you know, the bat is obviously uh, skyrocketing. So uh, if that glove can, then catch up like you had said I, I have faith that he can improve uh going into next year too because we've already seen a year of what offseason uh training can do to improve his club uh from 2017 to 18 I, I feel like he can improve that as well and put it all together uh going for next year um, absolutely so, yeah one more I, thing I, I wanted to touch on for Timmy was uh just something that Merck just put out Nani was Tim Anderson since the start of August 176 plate appearances 300 uh his average is 374 to raise his overall average from 309 to an MLB best 334. Anderson went two for eight to start the season and has been above 300 every other day since those first two. And then uh, Yoan Mankata in September, 54 plate appearances. He's, uh, his line looks like this, 435, 500, 652. One home run, eight ribbies, 11 runs, seven walks, seven strikeouts. So those two have just been absolutely yeah. lights out. I mean, the buzz, I, I don't, you know, we, we, we can get down and negative about, you know, that's more external stuff, though, uh, who they're going to sign, all this stuff. But when you look at these core young guys performing like that, it's hard not to get excited. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But, yeah, I think that's all I got for tonight, Nani, or for today. God, damn, I keep saying tonight. I'm <laughs> it's, so, it's, just, it's just natural. Just it just, like, off the tongue, yeah, yeah, blows off the tongue. You know, I'm just so ready for, you know. Um, <laughs> But be sure you're going to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. One plug that I want to throw out before we get off the air is that if you are a Bears fan tomorrow, we will be doing our first regular season hot mic game where the ONTAP Sportsnet crew calls a Bears game live. All you need to do is go to the Apple App Store. It will be on Android in six weeks. Go to the Apple App Store, type in hot mic. It's going to ask you for an invite code, all uppercase buzz23. Buzz23, you'll be able to hear me and Premier Amp call the Bears game tomorrow. 
Yeah, absolutely, Buzz. I am looking forward to tuning into that one. Um, you guys always do a good job over there. Um, it is football season, uh, as much as you know it sucks. Uh, there's only 15 games left in the baseball season. So if you want your on-tap fill over the offseason, we will definitely be back around with Sunday Fun Days. Uh, we'll definitely keep the baseball content rolling. But uh, for the rest of it, we're going to have you know Bears on tap. Uh, it won't be me, but uh, Buzz may make an appearance on there or two. Um, but we've got great Bears guys that do coverage over there. So Bears on tap on Twitter. Uh, if you just go to ontapsportsnet.com, click on the Bears tab, uh, you can find all their articles, a lot of good breakdowns, uh, a lot of critical pieces like we like to be critical with the White Sox. Same thing for the Bears. Um, you know, I just wanted to throw that out there because if people don't know about it yet, uh, those guys' hard work, uh, you should definitely check it out because they, they do a good job. Just like uh, we like to think we do a decent job here for the White Sox side. Of oh, absolutely. I mean, we got Blackhawks around the corner, Bulls around the corner. I mean, it's going to start ramping up a little bit, man. So it's going to be fun. Yeah, absolutely. So that's why you say, you know, on tampasportsnet.com, your one-stop shop, uh, everything you need, podcasts, uh, articles, uh, all of that good stuff. So, um, Buzz, I'm ready to close it out. White Sox forever. White Sox forever.